to catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV, and you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 606- 282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to a Friday. Yeah, you made it to a Friday. And we certainly appreciate you joining us today on this Friday. It is October the 27th. This is the 170th episode of this year and day 300. That's right. Only 65 and one fourth days left in this year. So uh, we are glad that you joined us today for today's uh, broadcast. Also, We'd like to let you know of some upcoming announcements that we want to make mention of and remind you of so that you can always check us out right here at CAC Daily ICAST. 
We do have our Christmas program sign-up sheet if you want to be in the play, help with the play, operate a camera, operate sound, whatever you want to do. We'll sign up in the back. It's on the back podium. Also, CAC Trunk Retreat this year is going to be coming up Tuesday. That's right. It's just around the corner. Tuesday, October 31st, 6 to 8 p.m. Also, we want to remember uh, the upcoming uh, anniversary of CAC Daily iCast. That's right, right here on the broadcast. We're going to be celebrating 10 years. That'll be Tuesday, Tuesday, December the 5th. So keep that in mind, December the 5th. That's on a Tuesday. And we're going to have an online celebration. We're going to talk about how we got started, why we got started, what's happened since we got started. So that will be December the 5th, 2013. Also, we'd like to let you know that our Christmas program is going to be December the 10th at 6 p.m. And then we have, rounding out the year, our New Year's Eve celebration, Sunday, December 31st, 9 p.m. to after midnight. So that takes care of all the announcements. And then, of course, we have some prayer requests that we need to make mention of. And we want to mention the last uh, 10 or so of these. Uh, you can see all of them scrolling your screen. Let's remember the Jerry Cox family. Let's remember the nation of Israel. And also let's remember our country because we have just uh, hit some targets in Syria last night. So uh, let's remember our country. Also, let's remember William Parrish, Nora Bryant, Becky Polly, Donnie Reagan and family, Mark and Angie Smith, Jeff Perry, Harley Caldwell. Uh, let's remember today, Sister Tennille McCoy has some tests, and we are expecting a good report. Let's agree together. Let's pray that the Lord's going to touch her, and every report that comes back is going to be good. Also, let's remember Sister Nicole Clevenger in prayer. She was at church on Wednesday, and actually... Um, her, um, uh, had a, uh, had a, uh, a wedding after, uh, Wednesday service. So we had, we had some things happening Wednesday, a move of the Lord and then a wedding. And we just had all sorts of, uh, all sorts of stuff going on. So, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great time as we gathered together. You never know what's going to happen on a Wednesday. So you might as well come on out on a Wednesday and, uh, see, see what's going to happen because you just never know what's going to take place. And let's see what else we got going on here. Um, I guess that's about all of our announcements and all of our prayer requests. Looking outside my window pane, it is currently 56 degrees outside and being 56 degrees outside. Well, it is also going to be a high of 77, as you can see. And looks like that tonight's going to be a low of 60, and tomorrow's going to be 77. And then coming up Sunday, going to have intervals of cloud and sun with a passing shower in the afternoon. 74 for the high, but don't get too used to those temperatures because look at there on Monday, 60 degrees and look at there on Tuesday. That's right. Tuesday, we not only have 47 
or 49, but we also have a possibility of some snow early in the day. That's right, snow. I know. I know. I agree. I agree. And then you can see on Wednesday, partial sunshine. So that's what's happening in our little portion of the world. Of course, uh, uh, we look at our current radar conditions, and you can see on the radar that uh, this morning we have uh, some showers that are in the area. And... uh, It's uh, now starting to move out of our area, so it was earlier that uh, clouds and things were in the area, but it doesn't look like nothing major, as you can see. looks like everything that is really going to cause any precept is way out to our west, and so uh, western Kentucky, Paducah, uh, well, actually, it's just east of Paducah, it's um, near Madisonville and then all the way up to Frankfurt and coming on across. So uh, Louisville would be in that area. So, uh, yeah, we got all that happening in Kentucky. But you know what? We understand that uh, whatever the Lord wants to bring to us, he can bring to us because he's in charge of it all. Well, that is the weather and what's going on in our little portion of the world. Hope you're having a great day wherever you are from the East Coast, the West Coast, and around the world. Well, you say, let's just get started today and pray for these prayer requests. If you'd like to put your prayer request in the comment section or the chat room, you can do so. And you can also uh, call in 606-282-4108, or you can email those to prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we pray for today's broadcast and all of the individuals that need a touch. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you, Lord, for another broadcast that you have allowed us to have on this platform. Thanking you, Lord, that you have given us the ability and the means to which we can reach the world with your word. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for each and every one on our prayer list You know their needs, their situations, their circumstances. I pray that you would bless Sister Tennille with some good test results and that everything's going to be good and all the tests going to come back good and uh, that you're going to get the glory from it. We're going to give you the praise right now for what you are going to do in her life. I pray also, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for Sister Nicole Clevenger and all of those that we have mentioned their name. I pray that you would just uh, surround Israel with your presence and protect Israel and all the IDF forces and all of those that are um, in harm's way. I pray also, Lord, that you would uh, give wisdom unto our leadership in America as we have had fighter jets Uh, bomb in Syria. Uh, We ask, Lord, that you would just begin to give wisdom unto our military, our leadership. Protect us, Lord. Give us uh, that uh, protection that only you can give. And Lord, we ask for your blessings to flow in the broadcast today because we want to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, um, if you didn't know, now you know uh, the U.S. 
uh, bombed a couple of places in uh, Syria last night. It was probably around 10 o'clock our time, and uh, they had um, taken out an ammunition place as well as uh, some weapon facility. And um, this is in retaliation because uh, there has been, I don't know how many attacks, if it was uh, 16 attacks uh, on our military bases and our military personnel over just the past uh, day or so. And so, uh, you know, and it's all backed by Iran. Uh, yeah, the very one that we we loosed all of those millions and billions of dollars to. And, uh, you know, uh, here they are uh, trying to shake up our military bases that are located in Iraq. And, you know, it's it's all connected. It's all connected. Uh, most, most of the commentaries will say, even though it's connected, it's an individual decision by the U.S. to do so. But it's all connected because we are supplying weapons to and, uh, and uh, artillery to Israel and restocking them. Then uh, Iran's done said they're going to retaliate if we keep doing that. Well, they have been. They've been uh, trying to attack our military bases in Iraq and uh, different places. And so because of that, well, this is why Syria had a had an airstrike. It was a, a couple of jets went in and took those facilities out. But that's just the beginning. We need to pray that this uh, does not escalate. But what does the Bible say? And this is where we have to say, okay, I'm going to pray for the protection of our troops and the protection of our people because we know that without um, doubt. Uh, wars and rumors of wars are coming. And so this is all part of it. What is this all leading to? Uh, this is leading to the fulfillment of what the Bible says is going to happen. And, um, you know, when we start seeing Israel surrounded by, by armies and we start seeing all of this conflict that deals directly with Israel, then we need to look up because our redemption is drawing nigh. We are closer today than we were yesterday. And speaking of yesterday, we did not have a broadcast yesterday. I had to go uh, to the dentist, and so um, I did not get to have a broadcast. But you know what? While I was at the dentist office, uh, they asked me if I would appear in one of their commercials that is going to be aired on uh, WSAZ uh, and I said, certainly. So uh, I spent, uh, after my dental appointment, uh, about 30 minutes doing uh, some promos for the dentist office. And so there, you know, you never know. I'll sign autographs later, you know. No, I'm just joking. But it it, it was an, an interesting thing. And so uh, they said they would let me know when the commercials run, and uh, I will try to pass that along to you and give everyone a link so they can look and see what uh, I do when I go to the dentist. So uh, <laughs> it's uh, it was interesting, though, uh, because I was just getting ready to finish up and, and they was getting ready to turn me loose. 
And they said, oh, by the way, would you like to stick around and do a, do a commercial for us and a promo? And I said, certainly. So uh, got to talking to the WSAZ guy, and he is the one that just he uploads uh, our program, our Cornerstone uh, Apostolic Church program, the Apostolic Voice of Phelps program. So he uploads that, and uh, he uh, he told me he said, uh, you know, uh, something about uh, I think one of the maybe the assistants uh, there or the person who cleaned my teeth said, "Oh, we're going to be famous." I said, "I'm already famous. I'm on I'm on the tri-state CW." And he turned around. He said, "I knew I knew you." He said, "What church are you with?" And I told him. And he said, "I just uploaded your." program right before I came over here and uh, this morning he said and so we got to talking and just a small world once you start talking to people and just a nice guy and uh, his name is Jeff Sadler and he is the create one of the creative services at WSAZ TV so uh, yeah so I'll be appearing in a commercial near you so anyway, we had we had a, a great time yesterday at the dentist. How many how many can say you went to the dentist and had a great time? Well, usually it's all about pain and suffering and all of that, but uh, we did. We had a good time. We didn't have a broadcast we said yesterday due to my dental appointment. And if you're not getting our um information, text, uh, maybe we got a cancellation, rescheduling, technical difficulties, something happens, we won't be on the air that day, and you're sitting there in front of your laptop, PC, smartphone, or tablet, and you're wondering, why isn't the broadcast on? Well, you don't have to wonder anymore. Just go ahead and get your phone out, just like you see on the screen, and text at CAC Daily, and text that to the number 81010. Very simple, very easy. No one ever gets your cell phone number, not even me, so join today and start getting texts and updates from this broadcast. Well, what do you say? Let's just jump right in and start our reading today. And, of course, uh, we are reading our way through the uh, the Old Testament, and we are in... Uh, First Kings, First chapter, Kings chapter 16. First and, Kings. Uh, I'm trying to get it all queued up here. Usually I have it queued up, but uh, today I was just running a little bit behind. But this is going to be 1 Kings chapter 16. Read your Bible. It is a fascinating book. Chapter 16. Then the word of the Lord came to Jehu, the son of Hanani, against Baasha, saying, For as much as I exalted thee out of the dust, and made thee prince over my people Israel, and thou hast walked in the way of Jeroboam, and hast made my people Israel to sin, to provoke me to anger with their sins. Behold, I will take away the posterity of Baasha, and the posterity of his house, and will make thy house like the house of Jeroboam the son of Nebat. Him that dieth of Baasha in the city shall the dogs eat, and him that dieth of his in the fields shall the fowls of the air eat. Now the rest of the acts of Baasha, and what he did, and his might, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Baasha slept with his fathers, and was buried in Tirzah, and Elah his son reigned in his stead. 
And also by the hand of the prophet Jehu, the son of Hanani, came the word of the Lord against Baasha and against his house, even for all the evil that he did in the sight of the Lord, in provoking him to anger with the work of his hands, in being like the house of Jeroboam, and because he killed him. In the twenty and sixth year of Asa king of Judah began Elah the son of Baasha to reign over Israel in Tirzah two years. And his servant Zimri, captain of half his chariots, conspired against him, as he was in Tirzah, drinking himself drunk in the house of Arza, steward of his house in Tirzah. And Zimri went in and smote him and killed him in the twenty and seventh year of Asa king of Judah, and reigned in his stead. And it came to pass, when he began to reign as soon as he sat on his throne, that he slew all the house of Baasha, he left him not one that pisseth against a wall, neither of his kinsfolk nor of his friends. Thus did Zimri destroy all the house of Baasha according to the word of the Lord, which he spake against Baasha by Jehu the prophet. For all the sins of Baasha and the sins of Elah his son, by which they sinned and by which they made Israel to sin, in provoking the Lord God of Israel to anger with their vanities. Now the rest of the acts of Elah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? In the twenty and seventh year of Asa king of Judah did Zimri reign seven days in Tirzah. And the people were encamped against Gibbethon, which belonged to the Philistines. And the people that were encamped heard say, Zimri hath conspired, and hath also slain the king. Wherefore all Israel made Amri the captain of the host king over Israel that day in the camp. And Amri went up from Gibbethon, and all Israel with him, and they besieged Tirzah. And it came to pass, when Zimri saw that the city was taken, that he went into the palace of the king's house, and burnt the king's house over him with fire, and died. For his sins, which he sinned in doing evil in the sight of the Lord, in walking in the way of Jeroboam, and in his sin which he did to make Israel to sin. Now the rest of the acts of Zimri, and his treason that he wrought, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? Then were the people of Israel divided into two parts, Half of the people followed Tipnai, the son of Gynath, to make him king, and half followed Amri. But the people that followed Amri prevailed against the people that followed Tipnai, the son of Gynath. So Tibnai died, and Amri reigned. In the thirty and first year of Asa, king of Judah, began Amri to reign over Israel, twelve years. Six years reigned he in Tirzah. And he bought the hill Samaria of Shemer for two talents of silver, and built on the hill, and called the name of the city which he built after the name of Shemer, owner of the hill, Samaria. But Amri wrought evil in the eyes of the Lord, and did worse than all that were before him. For he walked in all the way of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, and in his sin wherewith he made Israel to sin, to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger with their vanities. Now the rest of the acts of Amri which he did, and his might that he showed, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Amri slept with his fathers, and was buried in Samaria, and Ahab his son reigned in his stead. 
and in the thirty and eighth year of Asa, king of Judah, began Ahab the son of Amri to reign over Israel. And Ahab the son of Amri reigned over Israel in Samaria twenty and two years. And Ahab the son of Amri did evil in the sight of the Lord, above all that were before him. And it came to pass, as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. And he reared up an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he had built in Samaria. And Ahab made a grove, and Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. In his days did Hiel the Bethelite build Jericho, he laid the foundation thereof in Abiram his firstborn, and set up the gates thereof in his youngest son Segub, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Joshua the son of Nun. in the a.m. here on CAC Daily ICAST, East Kentucky. That's right, just a small town trying to do big things. Well, do you have a minute? Well, of course you do. Of course you've got a minute. You know, if you got a minute, then you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to another 60 seconds with the pastor. Psalms 23 and 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The shepherd's rod was a stick for fighting off anything that would threaten the safety of the sheep, while the staff of the shepherd was used to tap the sheep to get them back in line or to keep them moving. So as we can see, the difference between the shepherd's rod and the shepherd's staff is the rod is used against the enemy and the staff is to help the sheep stay on the right path and in the right direction. The touch of the shepherd's staff gave comfort. It gives comfort to his people today, for we know he is there. And that is 60 seconds with the pastor. If you got a minute, then you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Well, it is time for us to squeeze in this before we have our teaching session. And of course, we like to do this because it is always a time that we can put on our thinking caps and begin to take in the CAC trivia question of the day. So here we go. CAC Radio. Join us Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Woo-wee! That's some mighty fine internet radio. What time is it? I'll tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC trivia question of the day. 
CAC trivia question of the day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps Radio and Television Broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the List Live links Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. You can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question. Who was described as a stranger in a strange land? Who was described as a stranger in a strange land? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results on Monday's broadcast. And speaking of results, we do have the results of this would have been Wednesday's broadcast. Well, Wednesday's broadcast uh, we we had. We didn't have a broadcast yesterday. And uh, the trivia question for Wednesday was simply this. After Jesus indicated that Judas would betray him, what were his words to him? And out of those that participated, it looks like that 66.67% of the people got it correct. <laughs> And so we'll give you a hand clap with the correct answer. That thou doest, do quickly. Found in John chapter 13, verse 27. And 66.67% of you got it correct. So thank you for participating in Wednesday's broadcast. And if you're not getting our text and updates when we have a cancellation, rescheduling, technical difficulty, something happens, we can't get on the air. Get your phone out right now, just like you see on the screen, and text at CAC Daily. Don't use Facebook Messenger. You have to text with your phone at CAC Daily to the number 81010, and you'll be put on the list, and we'll... Uh, you know, let you know what's going on when we have a cancellation rescheduling uh, like we did yesterday. We uh, My schedule wouldn't allow me to be on the air, so I sent out a text to everybody. And everybody that uh, has, uh, you know, uh, sent that at CAC Daily to the number 81010, well, they got a text. And they knew there would be no broadcast. So if you're not getting that, get your phone out right now, CAC Daily. And text that to the number 81010. Of course, our trivia question being, who was described as a stranger in a strange land? Do you ever feel like that? you ever feel like you're in a strange land here lately? Yeah, it's like everything's turned upside down. It's like uh, everything is, is opposite of what it should be. But uh, yeah, that's that's what the question is today. And we'll have the results of that on Monday's broadcast. And let's see if we can't squeeze one more little thing in here, even though it's 1031. Let's try to squeeze this in. This is the Commonwealth Minute. I 
had uh, told the executive director I would try my best to uh, use his uh, his um, upcoming, uh, you know, uh, I guess this is just called the Commonwealth Minute. And uh, it's, it's all about uh, elite students trying to shut down opponents. Here Welcome we to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. Author and journalist Abigail Schreier spoke at the University of Virginia on what she calls a transgender epidemic among teenage girls. Several students listened to her lecture and asked questions, but over a hundred others remained outside and tried to shout her down, calling her hateful and transphobic. One student accused Schreier of not respecting transgender people. The First Amendment of the Constitution benefits all of us, including those students who protested. But when college students would rather label others than learn and shout down other views rather than listen, there's a problem. Universities are supposed to be places of listening and truth-seeking, but shouting down an opposing viewpoint is the definition of closed-minded. Calling an author names rather than engaging with her ideas isn't respectful and doesn't further anyone's understanding. It short-circuits it. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at cpc for kentucky and on the web at commonwealthpolicycenter.org. And that is the Commonwealth Minute Executive Director Richard Nelson. Well, it is time for us to take our little break. And the reason we take a break is we got to clear up the lag so that we can record our teaching sessions, put them on the archives, and that way we can record those. People can watch them on their own time frame because maybe not everybody has an opportunity like you to watch it live. So don't touch that any key. Don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, Home Bible Study 21st Century Style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 606- 282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or 
CAC Daily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. Just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style, as we have another study in the Word. We are in Revelation chapter 8 and going to begin at verse number 1 today. So get your Bibles out, get your concordance out, get your notes out, and uh, we want you to even study even beyond what we study today. So let's just jump right in and see if we can't get started today in verse number one. And this is in chapter eight of the book of Revelation. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of of a half an hour, of half an hour. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. Prior to this, there was worship, there was praise, there was uh, jubilation, but now there is silence. We're going to study that today. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we study today. This is going to be episode 1104. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to utilize this platform to teach your word. I pray, Lord, that we will rightly divide the word of truth, expound it fully, that when we leave this place, we will all have a greater knowledge of your word. Lord, if we misquote, misrepresent your word in any way, forgive us and help us to correct it because we want to speak truth to your people. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. Starting in, uh, of course, uh, the book of Revelation, uh, we see that there uh, has been uh, uh, war, there has been starvation, famine, there has been uh, annihilation and destruction. Uh, Then the scene in heaven is all about worship and praise, and now we find ourselves at this particular moment when uh, we look and we see that there is uh, silence, silence in heaven. And uh, so we want to just give you a a little bit of uh, information about this silence in heaven. Uh, We're going to read through verse 6, but note that the judgments uh, intensify throughout the book. It just seemed like uh, more judgments, the seals, the trumpets, the vials, uh, the seals and trumpets in in the first three and a half years, the vials in the last three and a half years of tribulation. The trumpet and vial judgments in chapter 16 are very similar, but vials are more severe. So it just seems like everything gets more severe as you read through the book of Revelation on judgment. That's why you don't want to be uh, left behind in the rapture You want to get out of this world. You want to live right, talk right, do right, please the Lord in everything that you do so that you can go back with him and miss all of these judgments that's coming upon the earth. So um, here at this particular moment, uh, for half an hour, uh, you know, there is silence. 
silence in heaven for half an hour. Now, there's a lot of people that speculate why there is silence in heaven for this half hour. Uh, we've been reading about how all the praises and, and all of this is going on, the redeemed and and uh, men and angels and, and uh, people just giving glory to the Lamb. And all of a sudden, right here in chapter 8, we see silence. Someone jokingly said, I tell this as uh, they said it, they said, you know why there's no uh, women mentioned in heaven? And, uh, of course, the person says, no, why? And they said, because there was silence for a half an hour in heaven in Revelation. Well, you know, that's, a, that's, a, that's one of those sexist jokes and one of those cruel jokes. Uh, but um, the silence in heaven had nothing to do with the absence of anyone it had everything to do with what was getting ready to follow. And so a lot of the commentaries and a lot of the biblical scholars say that for half an hour, uh, heaven will be the quietest time it will ever experience. And the reason being, uh, why does the singing and rejoicing stop? Well, some people think that it's because suddenly there is an understanding of the terrible judgments that are about to take place upon the earth. So so uh, it's kind of like everybody's rejoicing, and then all of a sudden uh, it stops because all of a sudden there's a realization, oh, judgment is coming upon the earth. So um, some commentaries even go as far as say there's a, there's a breathless gasp, uh, you know, of unbelief or horror that this is getting ready to happen. Um uh, this is a silence of suspense, um, an ominous calm before the storm. And we find that all the hosts of heaven will hold their uh, rejoicing, will, will hold back their rejoicing uh, with suspense and expectation for a half an hour. Now, with that said, uh, there's there's many things that we could look at here, and I want to continue reading. So I'm going to bring this up on the split screen for you because uh, when you go to verse number two, it says, I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Now, uh, before I go further with that, I would like to just talk about trumpets for a moment. Trumpets in the Bible have been important throughout the Old Testament, all the way through to the book of Revelation. Trumpets announced war. When they got ready to go to war, they would sound the trumpets. Uh, gathered the people together. That's found in Numbers chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Also, trumpets sounded when the law was given. That's in Exodus chapter 19, verses 16 through 19. Trumpets, when the law was given. Also, trumpets sounded when a king was enthroned or put on the throne. And that's found in 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 34 and verse 39. Trumpets also sounded at the conquest of Jericho. And, you know, I've said this in past studies. Um, I think that the trumpet, uh, because when they was at the base of the mountain and Moses went up into the mountain to talk to God and get the Ten Commandments, um, the law, if you will. Uh, we see that uh, 
the people heard as it was a trumpet talking. Uh, of course, Moses heard the voice of God, but uh, the people at the base of the mountain heard as if it was a trumpet. And that's why I think that when they was marching around the walls of Jericho, when the trumpet sounded, it reminded them of the voice they heard at the bottom of the mountain that God was with them. That's my personal feeling about uh, the trumpets around Jericho. So trumpets sounded at the conquest of Jericho, Joshua chapter 6, verse 13 through 16. And then Jesus's voice was like the sound of a trumpet in Revelation 1 and 10. And then John was summoned to heaven by, you got it, a trumpet. So there's a lot of trumpets in the Bible, and the rapture, of course, will be signified by a trumpet, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 through 18. When you see these trumpets throughout Bible, you see that some was called for gathering, some was called for rejoicing, some was called for war, and some were called uh, for the battle uh, that they were going to face. So with all of those things in mind, here we see that now there is uh, the, the um, trumpet uh, that is going to be sounded. Seven angels stood before God, and to them were given what? Seven trumpets. They're getting ready to blow and judgment come. So we have to see how this unfolds. So let's go to verse number, uh, number uh, three. And it says, And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. Now, in order for you to study and understand about this golden altar, you find that this golden altar was something that... Um, if you go back to the tabernacle plan, uh, you have the golden altar of incense right before you go into the Holy of Holies, and it represents the prayers of the saints. When incense is put upon that, it lets a sweet aroma go, and that's how your prayers are before the throne. Uh, it's sweet incense. And so now we see in the book of Revelation once again uh, this reference of how that this uh you know, prayers of all the saints uh, upon the golden altar, and it was with incense that uh, that was offered with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar, which was before, and everybody notice, the throne. Now, that's important uh, because the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And notice what else happens. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar. That's always the order. That's always the order. When you go into the Old Testament, where did they get the coals of fire to put upon the altar of incense? They got it from the brazen altar, the altar of sacrifice. So here again we see that the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar. You see, the altar 
represents. Uh, you know, sometimes we have places in front of the church. It might be a wooden uh, edifice. It might just be a raised edifice. It might just be a designated area that we call the altar. Well, when you look at that and you understand that, this is why we look at whatever takes place at the altar. Uh, it, it, it furthers you as, you as you kneel at the altar, as you stop at the altar, and you start your walk with the Lord, of course, at, at the altar. Then everything from that point on progresses with uh, things that's going to please the Lord. So if you don't have an altar in your life, you know, uh, if you don't pray, if you don't seek the Lord, uh, you're not going to have any prayers going up. You're not going to have any power with the Lord. So uh, the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of, and everybody say the altar, the altar. That's very important. The altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. Here we see another earthquake. Now, I want to uh, kind of uh, just look at this for a moment because uh, the prayers of all the saints, we should note that uh, it states all saints. Uh, for centuries, the saints have been praying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now these prayers are about to be answered. And that's why you see it unfold in the manner in which it has. Uh, these prayers are about to be answered, and it should encourage us to know that God is recording the prayers of his people. They're going to be saved, if you will, saved for this period of time. And then we see it has an important place in God's program. Aren't you glad that your prayers are important to God? Don't, aren't you glad that when you pray, it's being recorded in heaven, it's being kept in heaven, and the prayers of the saints are going to come back into view? Notice what the angel did. I, I want to just back up just for a moment because um, he, he took and, and took incense and offered it with the prayers of all saints, all saints upon the golden altar which is before the throne. Notice what he does with it. Uh, the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And then the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar. And what did he do? The angel cast it into the earth. That, that's pretty astounding. He took all the prayers that you have prayed, I have prayed, previous generations have prayed. Old Testament prayers, New Testament prayers. He takes the prayers of all saints and casts them into the earth. And when the prayers of the saints are released from heaven, look what happens. There were, there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. Oh, how powerful is your 
prayer. You say, I don't know if my prayer is getting above the roof. I don't know if my prayer accomplishes anything. I don't know if my prayer, if my prayer is powerful. I'll, I'll just get somebody else to pray. No, you need to pray because your prayer is important. Your prayers are important. Your prayers are powerful. Look what happens when the angel casts the prayers of the saints into the earth. Voices, thunderings, lightnings, earthquake, earth shaking. That's what your prayer can do. Remember, praying, God is recording. He's keeping it for a certain time so that when it comes time, this the prayers of the saints are cast into the earth. Now, these prayers are offered up on the altar as these prayers ascend with the incense, we find that judgment descends. The fire of the altar is hurled to the earth. The sudden awesome silence in heaven is suddenly broken by lightning, voices, thundering, and an earthquake. Think about that. All of a sudden, the 30-minute silence in heaven is broken by all that's taken place when the angel takes the prayers of the saints with the incense and casts them into the earth. Now, we look at this and we see that the very next thing that comes is verse number 6, and it says, And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. These trumpets are going to sound. Judgment is going to start coming. And remember, the intensity is intensifying as you go through the book of Revelation. Judgments get worse, more intense. And uh, so they're getting ready to sound. And then in verse number 7, it says, The first angel sounded, and there followed hell and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of the trees was burnt up, and all green grass was burnt up. Remember before when uh, the angel said, don't hurt the, the trees and, and, and you know don't hurt uh, anything uh, like that, but now the trees and the grass are all being burnt up, and this is where we get, you know, sometimes people say, where do y'all get in the Bible where it starts talking about, uh, you know, fire and brimstone falling? And, and they talk about preachers as, oh, he preaches fire and brimstone. Well, here we go. You know, when, it's, when, when the um, first angel, notice this, I'll back up one more part here. The first angel sounded and there followed what hell and fire mingled with blood and they were cast upon the earth and the third part of the trees was burnt up and all green grass was burnt up now while the opening of the seventh seal the blowing of the seven trumpets began the seventh seal includes the seven trumpets in the scriptures, the blowing of trumpets was used for various purposes, as we have said. It was sometimes it called men to worship, other times to war, 
and uh, only the priests were qualified to blow the trumpets. And I will tell you something as we kind of close out with verse number seven. Um, I want to, I want to tell you a story. Um, I have a shofar, and uh, and uh, I also have a little um, ram's horn. Uh, and uh, but before I had those, I went to a, a service, and the preacher picked me out of the crowd uh, to um, like act like I was shining the ram's horn getting ready to blow uh, the trumpet. I wanted to blow that ram's horn so bad. Uh, every time he'd look at me, I thought, and he'd say, no, no, don't blow it. Don't, don't blow it. And and then he'd say, keep, keep shining, keep shining. And he went through that for several minutes. And finally he looked, he turned around, he looked at me, he said, son, he said, you act like you want to blow that horn. I'm going to let you blow that horn. He said, but before you blow that horn, I want you to know that I had a Hebrew um, uh, priest in a university in Ohio show me how to blow and train me how to blow the shofar. Now, you want to blow it? Go ahead and blow it. Well, I put it to my lips and I blew and it just sounded like a trumpet blowing. It was perfect. I'd never held one in my hand till that night. I'd never blown one at all. He just looked at me. The crowd went wild. They they were shouting and praising the Lord. And he just looked at me like in unbelief. I had to have somebody train me to blow that. And here you picked it up. And he asked me after after service, have you ever blown one? I said, no. He said, you mean to tell me that is your first time? I said, absolutely. But you see, the priests were the only one who were qualified to blow the trumpets. There were different sounds for different purposes. The priests had to blow with accuracy. That's where it comes in. Our preaching cannot be um, generic. Our preaching and teaching cannot be uh, just um, something that is um, indecisive or unknown, we have to speak truth precisely. I'm going to close with this. We'll pick up on verse, this will be verse number seven. Uh, We'll pick up on verse seven uh, on Monday. But I want us to go to the Lord in prayer, and I want us to pray that um, the Lord will help us to understand not only these things in Revelation, but the Lord will help us to understand that These things in Revelation are coming, and judgment is coming, and that we would be more sincere and more um, uh, pursuing, if you will, the work of the Lord, realizing judgment's coming. Yeah, judgment's coming. Our family, our friends, our loved ones, all that we... No, our co-workers, our community, they need to know precisely the truth. The truth of Jesus Christ. Remember, Revelation is the revealing of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that I have rightly divided the word of truth 
expounded it fully, line upon line, precept upon precept. I pray, Lord, that if there's been any misrepresentation, misquoting, that you would forgive me and help me to correct it. I pray that you would help people today to realize the urgency that we need to have in reaching the lost. Judgment's coming. And Lord, we need to be ready. Help us all to be ready. Help us to understand your word. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. concludes our teaching session today. I hope that you have uh, been blessed by today's teaching. I tell you, when I start studying uh, the Word of the Lord, I want to know more. I want to know more. I want to dig in deeper. I want to I understand it. Uh, I want to receive it. And now that we're getting into these seven trumpets, uh, remember, you, you've, got, uh, you've got things that have been shown, uh, seals, and trumpets and vials and and we've seen some uh, things happen up to this point, but now we're starting to see judgment upon the earth. So, with that said, I want you to uh, uh, be praying and and continue reading your Bible. Uh, you need to read your Bible because it is a fascinating book, and study the Word of God because it will not only inspire you. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word. So we need to continue to study in the Word. Well, we do have our trivia question up and running. And of course, our trivia question for today is simply, who was described as a stranger in a strange land? Who was described as a stranger in a strange land? Well, we'll have the results of that on Monday's broadcast. Don't forget to join us 10 a.m. Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Sunday, that's at CAC, and then come on over to Pineville Apostolic Church at 2 o'clock as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. Everybody have a great day, great weekend, because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.